Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thickler. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Violence, uh, any type of abuse, rejection, abandonment, divorce, grief, 
whatever it may be, hope and healing, a journey to wholeness begins right here. We believe through education and advocacy, through empowerment and instruction, I believe that there's a practical way to be able to combat violence and begin to make the difference that is so greatly needed in the lives of so many. So I'm glad once again that you've joined us here on tonight. I'm so glad that not only have you joined us here on tonight, but I'm so glad that on tonight that you have an opportunity to be a part of this tremendous Soul of America Radio Network family. And as you're joining us tonight, I want to encourage you, and I do, I want to encourage you to not only take part, but I want to encourage you to continue to do those things that are necessary to make a difference in the lives of so many. So tonight, as we are here together, I want you to recognize that tonight is about answers. Tonight is about a place of healing. Tonight is about those things that we must do in order to be able to make a difference in the lives of so many that are being affected by the issue of domestic violence and sexual violence and and the different things that causes grief and harm and hurt. Tonight is about us going that extra mile of the way. Tonight is really about us being willing to stand up and to speak out. It is about those things. It's about being willing to recognize the fact that we all have a responsibility. We had such overwhelming response to our show on last week that we are uh, decided, we have decided to continue on in that same vein of topic. And that topic was, what about my friends? What about my friends? You know, and when we say that, what about my friends? What about the friends and loved ones that you might know that may be in an abusive relationship? What about them? You know, what about them? Do we have a responsibility to them? Should we be equipped and armed enough to be able to give sound advice? All of those things are very crucial in the mind, in the mindset, and inside of the operation of individuals that have been impacted by this issue of domestic violence. And I want to make sure that you're part of that, that you will be a part of what's going on, that you'll be a part of the solution, and that most of all, that you will go forth and you will make a difference inside of all that we do. And so you've got to understand that we all have a responsibility. Yes, we do. We all have a responsibility inside of this issue of violence and abuse because we know that it impacts lives beyond measure. And it it takes no rocket scientists to uh, figure out the fact that lives are impacted forever inside of domestic violence. Now, having said that, so, so many of you that are listening and in tune to us, you know by now that we have a few Facebook pages that you can follow us on. There's Domestic Violence. It is your business page on Facebook where you can follow us uh, at any given time. It's an open group there. It is always filled with information, testimonials, uh, uh, hotline numbers, resources, uh, safety plans, whatever it might be to be able to aid someone who may be uh, in an abusive relationship. Also, we have our other page, which is our page that we call our page of peace, our page of inspiration, and that is our Destiny by Choice 2 fellowship page. You want to go to that group, that is a closed group. It is by invitation only. You have to be uh, invited. Should I say when you inquire, you have to be accepted. But it's a group where you will find that it's the greatest fellowship on online, where there's a sense of peace and serenity, where there's empowerment and encouragement, where those are where there lies, if you would, the wisdom, knowledge, the passion to be able to make a difference. And that's what we're all about, making a difference. Tonight is about changing the lives. Tonight it's about changing the lives of those that have been impacted by this issue of domestic violence. It's about being able to, where do we start again? How do we start again? How do I be of assistance to someone who I love, whose lives have been uh, tormented, if you would, by this issue of 
domestic violence. And I want to uh, tonight we want to address a few uh, cases that have been recently within the last few weeks as it relates to domestic violence, because I think that until we as a community, until we as individuals understand our role and understand the importance of speaking up and speaking out, then I don't think we could ever begin to remotely address this issue of domestic violence in the manner that it should be. I think it's absolutely crucial that we find ourselves on the end of becoming empowered about this issue of domestic violence. It does not go away. It does not discriminate. But we have to find ourselves in a position to be able to make a difference in the lives of so many. And so that's, therefore, I say to you tonight that it is crucial that we all stand up and that we all speak out against this issue and that we take it to the next level, that we actually begin to do those things that are expected of us, those things that we owe to so many. Because, in fact, when a victim is victimized, you must understand that they're not just victimized by themselves. Everything and everyone that is in touch with them are impacted by this type of victimization. So here's my charge to you today is the fact that we become empowered enough to speak up and to speak out against this horror of domestic violence, and that's what we're going to deal with tonight. What about, what about my friends? What about my friends? Because, in fact, we all know someone who's been impacted by the issue of domestic violence. We all know someone that has been impacted by it. We all know someone, perhaps, who may be an abuser. And yet and still we find ourselves seemingly helpless in knowing how to address this. Yes, the amount of remorse and sorrowfulness is fine, but how do we hold one another accountable? How do we get to that place. That's what's important tonight. Air code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us. Air code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. Right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and once again I'm so glad that you've joined us on tonight. We have a great show, I believe, that is in store for us tonight because there are so many powerful things to be said, very powerful things that need to be said, some very powerful things that I think we need to take a look at because when we get through looking at it, we realize that we are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's keeper, and therefore we have a responsibility. That's right. We have a responsibility to make that difference. We have a responsibility to affect those things that are around us. We have that responsibility to be that individual, that agent of change, and we can be that if we're willing to step beyond, if we're willing to step beyond the norm, if we're willing to step beyond the status quo. If we're willing to do that, then we will see some things change in our psyche, in our society, and we'll see some things change for the next generation. And that's how we do it here. We continue to put the message out. We continue to reach out to those that have been impacted. We continue to sound the alarm, because this is a very serious issue. And not only is it serious, but it's serious for each and every one of us. And when we talk about it, we have to realize that the fact that the number of children and families that are impacted by this subject matter is untold because of the fact it reaches so deeply into the roots of the family that it interrupts it in a manner that brings family members into captivity for a very, very long time. Now, having said that, I just simply want to say that as we take the time to go forth, as we take time to spread the word, as we take the time to continue to continue uh, to raise awareness, it is crucially important that we stand up and that we speak out. 
that we speak out against the abuse and the violence, helping those recognize not only their role, but understand and recognize the signs and symptoms of this, because it doesn't just go away. No, it doesn't. It doesn't just go away. It is something that continues to bombard us. It is something that continues to hurt us. It is something that continues to inflict us. And because it does, neither of us have the luxury to just continue on as if nothing ever happened. That is what we want to talk about. How about your friend? There is a responsibility that each and every one of us have. And right after this commercial break, we're going to come back. We'll take your phone call. Erico 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us here on the Solo America Radio Network. This is J.R. Thicklin, and I will see you right after this commercial break. You're listening to Open Healing, a journey to hold us. If you're listening on the internet, you're probably looking at a series of advertisements all over your screen. Please click one of them because when you click one of those advertisements, you're helping us to bring you the best in soulful talk radio right here on Soar. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. The following is an actual 911 call made by a child witnessing parental domestic Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, 
J. R. Fickler. Those things are quite 
normal inside of it. It appears to be normal that they're ignoring you. But before you become too discouraged, understand it's not always them ignoring you. Oftentimes, you've got to understand it's their timing. It's their timing to come around to recognize that it's not time yet. And so here we, here we are as we continue to uh, move forward inside of addressing this issue of domestic violence. We must recognize the fact that we have to be equipped to a degree so that we can begin to speak to friends and loved ones that may be in an abusive relationship. It is important. And tonight I want to start with a story that is very important to me, a story that happened here in the first week coming into this, uh, this new month. It's a story that you've seen all over, News 1 in different places. And um, the young lady by the name of Bianca Tanner, Bianca Tanner, uh, who was murdered by a boyfriend. And here's a case here that is out of North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. And I want to take an opportunity uh, to really try to bring this case uh, once again. Here's a young lady, beautiful young lady, once again, a victim of domestic violence. And we have to understand that our women, women are women make up the majority of the victims of domestic violence. They make up between 90 to 95% of all victims of domestic violence happen to be women. Now, that tells you that, that, that men are abused as well, but I want to focus here on women for, for a few minutes here. That not only are women abused, women from every walk of life, every creed, every color, from every ethnic background, from every social economic background, they are impacted. But you've got to understand this, and I say this for the uh, basis of your knowledge. You have to understand that although African Americans make up just 13% of the U.S. population, we account for 33% of the missing in the Federal Bureau investigation databases cases involving African Americans also tend to receive less media coverage than missing whites and missing men of color, getting even less attention. So what we have to begin to focus on is how do we be part of the solution? Because what we're seeing too much of is the fact that there's a great disparity of what's happening inside of the abusive relationship. Why is it that black women still rank among the highest, uh, uh, far as percentage-wise, uh, when it comes to women that are being abused? Why is that the case? And so what we need to do, uh, but, but I want you to understand here, that what we're going to do tonight, I want to cover Bianca's story, Bianca Tanner. And uh, you can find this, I'm quite sure, on my Facebook page. I'm quite sure uh, that um, uh, ND will uh, probably put this on the uh, Domestic Violence It Is Your Business page here. But I want to talk, talk about it here. I want to kind of read this to you so that you understand what happened here because it's very touching and it's very telling of what happens here with this particular story. And uh, it is important to me for a number of reasons because of the fact of how it unfolded and the players involved in it. So here we go. Here we go. The body of missing teacher, she was a school teacher, Bianca Tanner, was found in a heavily wooded area of Charlotte Thursday, and police have charged her boyfriend. Police have charged her boyfriend with this situation here. And so here's the case here. Watch this. The police have charged her boyfriend, Angelo Grayson Smith, with her murder. So here's the thing about it. Inside of them investigating this particular case, the teacher disappearance uh, was investigated as a homicide after her son says uh, that, her bo- that, his, that her mom's boyfriend or his mom's boyfriend hurt his mama in the face. Smith, 
The boyfriend originally told police that Tanner was intoxicated when she stormed out of the apartment they shared after he received a text message on his phone that led to an argument. But that version of events immediately came under suspicion because Tanner left her three-year-old son, her car, and prescription medication behind. Afterwards, Tanner's son bravely told police that his mother was allegedly the victim of domestic violence at the hands of Smith. Mommy got a spanking with the belt, Angelo kicked. Uh, Angelo, uh, Angelo kicked mommy's butt and made her cry. The boy told police according to a search warrant in the case. Angelo is mean to mommy and hurt mommy in the face. Now, here is a three-year-old son who is witnessing his mother being brutally abused by her boyfriend. Three-year-old son is watching his mother being brutally beaten as well as being with a belt, as well as being assaulted in every manner. Now, here's this three-year-old kid is now dealing with this, being exposed to this issue, and we wonder where do kids learn things? How do they begin to, uh, how do they begin to conceptualize what a relationship is? Watch this. According to the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police, a cooperating witness led them to the spot where Tanner's body was found. This is where the storyline comes in. This is where the title, What About My Friend, comes in. Watch this. It is unclear if Smith confessed the murder, as NBC Charlotte has reported. But the Charlotte Observer reported Smith told Tanner's family, I'm sorry, as he was being taken to jail. Smith left, the Charlotte, left Charlotte for Chicago once he became a person of interest in the case. His lawyer said he feared for his safety and wanted to be closer to the family. But police continued to interview Smith's friends in Charlotte and even interviewed people that spoke with Chicago's police, believed that the case was an instance of domestic violence after neighbors heard a loud argument coming from Smith and Tanner's apartment followed by a loud thud and then silence. So, folks, people heard it. And I'm telling you, more so than we want to admit, domestic violence happens, people hear it, and oftentimes people shut their ears to it, or they turn from it, or they pretend that it's not happening. But each and every one of us have a responsibility inside of this. And I want you to hear the rest of the story because it's crucial that as we read this story that you recognize the dynamics it had here. So here it goes. So we had a cooperating witness that actually provided the information that brought us to this location, as well as additional information to establish the probable cause that we needed in order to place Mr. Smith under arrest, according to the Charlotte Mecklenburg police chief. So WSOC TV reported that it was one of Smith's friends that led police, one of his friends that led the police to Tanner's remain and that Smith allegedly confessed after the teacher's bodies were recovered. Smith was briefly jailed in Chicago when Charlotte uh, police filed a delinquency of a minor charge against him after he left Tanner's three-year-old son alone. Smith claimed it was to go look for Tanner, and, um, and then Smith was released on this $50,000, on this $20,000 bail. I want you to hear here, if you can put this up here. I'm really trying to uh, make sure that I can get the audio sound to this, and we'll get better at this as this goes on, because I want you to really get the quality of what we're saying tonight as this story uh, unfolded here in uh, their intimacy. 
in North Carolina. Here's the story. It's been 25 days since Reed Fork Elementary School's beloved teacher, Bianca Tanner, disappeared. School PTA President Keisha Edwards says the leopard support ribbon she wears still represents hope. It looks like it's turned into a way that we didn't want, but we still don't know. But one thing that we still do know is that we don't have her here. And so because of that, we do mourn. Thursday, Charlotte Mecklenburg police announced they have not only arrested Tanner's boyfriend and charged him for murder, but found the remains they believe belong to Tanner. Of course, we have definitely stood right there along the family, hoping that she would come back home. Um, I'm not sure if the body has been confirmed at this moment, um, but I think a lot of the realization is that he's home somewhere. Thoughts and prayers also come from Reedy Fork Elementary's principal in this email statement that says her loss will be felt by those who had the privilege to know her. Every time I saw her, she always had a smile. And so that's something that I think my kids and everybody else will hold on to is that beautiful smile and, um, and the, the beauty that possessed in her inside and out. Many friends and family did not want to comment on camera until they were sure that the body found was Tanner's. Until then, they'll continue to pray for her return. In Guilford County, Jasmine Spencer, Fox News. You know, once again, and I and I and I and I trust that that is great, good enough audio for you there. And like I said, we're we're getting better at this as we're getting our studios and everything together so that we can bring. Fourth, uh, late breaking news and, and and breaking you those things that are real, so that you could get a idea of just the impact of these type of violent cases that happen. Well, what do we know? We know that the body was confirmed as being Bianca Tanner, a elementary school teacher who was basically killed by her boyfriend, and he buried her body. And the testimony of her three-year-old son uh, was very, uh, very important because that three-year-old repeated what he saw. He described it as he looked at it, and, um, and her body was missing for a number of days. We're talking about this was dating back to June, the earlier part of June, and uh, her body was finally found. Uh, and his friend, and I want to say this, and I want you to make sure that you hear me, he did confess, Mr. Smith confessed this to his frat brother. His frat brother, he confessed it to him about the body and all those things there. So the frat brother was the one who kind of led them to where the body was, and Mr. Smith was later arrested. Why is this important? As you often hear me say that the issue of domestic violence cannot be fought by any one entity or any one organization. It is something that we all must take responsibility for. We must sound the alarm. We must do all that we can to make sure that we continue to uh, perpetuate uh, uh, knowledge and education. We must hold the rallies, the symposiums, the forums, and all those things that are so very important uh, that that we must address this issue. Because uh, when we address this issue, we all are a little better as a result of it. When we address this issue, then guess what? We expose the issue of domestic violence, and that's what we must do. Listen, I want to take your call. Right now. Take your call, Erico 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That is how you find us here. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin. I'll see you right after the break. 
you're listening via internet, you're probably seeing a series of advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in Soulful Talk Radio. Destiny by Choice to Fellowship on Facebook is a spiritual, drama-free, judgment-free fellowship forum for light minds to share in encouragement through testimonies, scriptures, music, prayer, worship, and fellowship. It is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences. We welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies as we collectively operate as thermostats changing life's experience through God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook through a search you can find us. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, Please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. I am Indy Harlem 2 and I am fighting the power on the Soul of America Radio. Worldwide, Coast to Coast Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to SOAR. And now, back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland. Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, this is where you reach us at. You can find us here at area code 323-784-9638, and we open up the lines now for your calls, your questions, and our comments, or you can listen to us by way of the Internet at www.soulofamericaradio.com. That's www.soulofamericaradio.com. And let me just remind you that for those of you that have smartphones of any sort, you can always download our Soul of America radio app. That's right. Go to your uh, store, your game store, if you're uh, with uh, Apple, uh, iPads, or iPhone, go to the Apple store, download Soul of America radio, Soul of America radio, and uh, you'll get our app there. And the app there, you'll be able to visit every show that we've ever done that we're doing, and not only my show, but the shows on uh, here, the Tony Stalling show, the Faith show, and uh, the different shows that are on the Soul of America radio network. So if you're on a uh, other smartphones, such as Google, just go to your Play Store and download uh, Soul of America Radio, and you'll be able to uh, listen back to every show that that has been done. And there are some very powerful shows that have aired on this network, and we're so grateful to be a part of it as we are approaching, I believe, our second year anniversary here on this great network. And so I want to uh, revisit some things. We were talking about Brianna Carter, Brianna Carter, out of um, – North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the school teacher, the school teacher who was uh, who was uh, not only brutally 
murdered, but a body was left. A body was actually hidden and left in woods. And uh, unfortunately, the assault and the beating was witnessed by her three-year-old son. Her three-year-old son witnessed her uh, endure this type of uh, abuse and this type of violence and began to try to articulate uh, to the authorities what had happened to his mother, even articulating the fact that she had been beaten by a belt and that she had been beaten even in the face. And so these things are very crucial and very important because here's the impact of children who have seen this. It's the impact of children who have seen this. Uh, and so when we look at the things that have happened, it's a very sad case. It's a very sad case of what's going on of domestic violence deaths and domestic violence, homicides, domestic violence incidents that are happening. And I often lead you to Domestic Violence Crime Watch page on Facebook. But let, let me share something with you. Here are some domestic violence deaths recorded by Domestic Violence Crime Watch from Saturday, June 28th through Friday, July 4th, 14th. Now, due to the holiday weekend, there had been a delay on the release of certain information from authorities. So uh, this list is going to be being updated here the next few days um, uh, as it relates to those people of domestic violence deaths. I want you to hear this, and you can do your count afterwards. Um, but I want to go through this. I'm going to name the names, and I want to name their ages and the, and the location where these individuals were, and it's important. Okay. I'm going to talk about the fact of here's the ones. This, these are deaths, domestic violence deaths from June 28th to July 4th. Latanya Anders, age 41, out of Midland, Texas. Jerry Kidmore, age 8, in Queens, New York. Here's a case where a child was killed in a domestic violence-related incident. Ebony Donnelly, age 31, out of Washington, D.C., was killed, domestic violence incident. Deborah Lindley, 47, out of Douglasville, Georgia. Santorio McCoy, 24, out of Rock Hill, South Carolina. Bridget Georgette Duncan, 44, out of Windsor Locks, Connecticut. LaHomer Anderson, age 43, out of Dallas, Texas. Was just out of Dallas a few weeks ago. Chantel Ladd Crowley, 39, out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Amanda Christine Hill, 16, Stanley County, North Carolina, children. Brandy Lee Ringer, Ringer, 39, out of Katy, Texas. Catherine Martinez, Brasilia, age 24, out of Houston, Texas. Then here's Joyce Houston, age 48, out of my home state of Alabama, Linden, Alabama. Marisol Rodriguez, 32, out of Duluth, Georgia. Irma Devilla, 41, out of San Antonio, Texas. And her child, Destiny Devilla, 14, out of San Antonio, Texas. Timothy Michael Morris, age 26, out of Cross Lanes, West Virginia. Mike Sidwell, 42, out of Linden, Utah. Vincent Hill, 21, out of Bolton, um, Missouri. Nancy Varus, age 32, out of... Opelousas, Louisiana. Satori Richardson, age 26, out of Mobile, Alabama. And Alexandra and Alex Kennedy, age 22, out of Gardendale, Texas. Now let me just say this to you. Each one of those individuals that were murdered here 
their assailant was identified as a current, a strange, a former partner that committed these these crimes. And listen, this is sad. Twelve of those were gun deaths. Five of those were stabbing deaths. Three were strangulation deaths. One was beaten death. And one was not released. People, this is serious. This is serious. This is serious. Lives that are taken. Lives that are taken way too soon. Lives that are taken senselessly. Lives that are taken. It shouldn't be this way. Never should it be this way. And yet it still is occurring each and every day somewhere in America. Let me give you this one here. Alabama. The suspect in the murder of a mobile woman remained in the Santa Rosa County Jail Sunday. Gulf Breeze police Fox, uh, tell Fox 10 News, 23-year-old Jamal Jackson was arrested following a high-speed chase on Friday. Just a few hours earlier, Jackson's girlfriend, Satori Richardson, was found stabbed in her apartment on Navco Road in Mobile. The apartment had been set on fire. Dermisha Bindoff lives in the same building. She and Richardson's four-year-old daughter came to her door for help. I wish you could see the story of this young lady whose life has been taken due to senseless violence. What can we do? What about our friends? Do we know the size? When we hear the arguing, when we see the the the, the frightness, them being frightened, the intimidation, the anxiety in their face, do we know what to say? Do we say anything at all? I believe we have responsibility. I want to give you some live. I'm going to try to give you some live feed from you can get the audio up for you as it relates to this case here in Mobile, Alabama, because I think it's it's important. It's important that we look at it. Wow. Can't get the audio, but let me read the last part of the um, the baby came to my door at 4.30 a.m. in the morning. I asked, who is it? She said, T.T. Opened the door and said, what's wrong, T.T.? I automatically, I automatically burst out the door. I ran into the house, and I was screaming her name, and I didn't get no response, so I walked toward the kitchen. There was smoke everywhere. At the top of the stove was on, and there was a shirt in the oven, so I knew something was wrong because when I looked at the stove, there was blood across the top of the stove. Family members said Richardson and Jackson had been dating for about a year, a year worth of dating, and it landed this type of sadness. People, we have to stand up against this issue of domestic violence. We can no longer afford to just go along as if it doesn't exist, as if no one is to be held accountable for it. You know, we have to continue to make a difference. We have to continue to 
sound the alarm. We have to continue to educate and empower ourselves. We have to understand the fact that this is this is all of our business. It's not just my business. It's not just the advocate's business. It's not just law enforcement business. It is all of our business. And until we all take that responsibility, listen, we're not just talking about victims and perpetrators. We're talking about cousins and friends and nieces and nephews. We're talking about mothers and, and fathers. We're talking about aunts and uncles. We're talking about real human beings who affect lives all over, people who intersect with people every day, people who touch lives around them, people who lives are significant, people in their absence, there's no longer that desk. There's no longer those seat at the table. In their absence, somebody's missing. In the case of, uh, of Brianca Carter, here's a school teacher for Whose lives, whose lives affected so many young people, and the tragedy that when school opens again, she won't be there. The children that was looking forward to having her as a teacher won't have that privilege because of ceaseless murder and ceaseless violence. And I wonder, I wonder if we put as much effort in addressing these issues as we do inside of so often time that we deal with. In other words, we find reasons to laugh and smile and all those things there, and surely we find reasons to want to be entertained. But what happens when we are just asleep at the wheel? We have to speak up and speak out. Erico, 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us, Erico, 323 Nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. We're right here, hope and healing. Our journey holding us. I'm taking your calls right after this commercial break. You're listening to J.R. Thicklin, and I'll see you immediately after this break. Open Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soul. domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim 
of domestic violence or if you think someone is reach out to them if you are a victim reach out to somebody you can call the national hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233 that's 1-800-799-7233 if you didn't have a chance to write that number down Call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. This is the one and only store. Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Uh, 
not only did he kill her, but set the house on fire. <laughs> wow. Set the house on fire. The kitchen was on fire, people. And this happened as a result of what? Abuse. The result of wanting to control. The result of controlling someone else's life. And this is why this is so important that we must do something about it. We must sound the alarm. We must speak up and speak out about it. We do not have the luxury, people, I'm telling you, to just sit on the dock of the bay watching our life roll away. We are not educated enough. We're not uh, rich enough. We're not fancy enough. We're not safe enough to remain silent about a subject matter that affects too many of us. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care how how secure you think you are in your gated community, you're not so secure that domestic violence cannot find itself behind those doors. And that is why we must do all we can, while we can, to sound this this very devastating subject of domestic violence that does not discriminate against anyone, regardless of your social economic status. And we've got to stand up and we've got to speak out. It is worth speaking out about. It is worth speaking out about. We have to. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our sisters and brothers. We owe it to so many. So many, we owe it to it. Watch this. Here's another story. I gave you some of these names a few minutes ago. Watch this. Here's another story. Catherine Martinez, age 24, known professionally as Priscilla Martinez, was a personal fitness trainer and model and an expiring boxer based out of Houston, Texas. That's where my family lives. Uh, she was stabbed to death in her home, and her husband has been charged with murder. And guess what? They're learning new information about a young woman who was found murdered in her southwest Houston apartment Wednesday. Her boyfriend was a member of the 90s R&B group High Five. is suspected of killing her. So watch this. They spoke to the family, uh, the family of this victim, Catherine Martinez. The 24-year-old, once again, was a professional world, known in the professional world as Priscilla Martinez, was a model, personal trainer, and just all around doing some great things. But it ended up in death. Why? Because the need to control her life. The abuse that happens. Wow. I want you to hear her family. Her family speaks out about this tragedy, and I want you to hear it here. As soon as we get the audio up, I want you to hear how the family spoke out about this. And it's important that we hear this because of the fact of what we're hearing in this day and time. We're seeing this type of abuse come, and this type of abuse is affecting so many people. And it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter what your status was. Here we go. In her apartment on Wednesday, and the suspect, her boyfriend, who is a member of the 90s R&B group High Five. Eyewitness News reporter Christine Dobbins spoke to the heartbroken family of the victim today. She is live on what they had to say. Christine? All right, the victim's family says she was just starting to realize her dreams. They are very concerned for her two sons she leaves behind because their father now sits in Harris County Jail. The pain is unbearable for the family of Catherine Martinez. She was a beautiful child, both inside and outside. The 24-year-old was known as Brasilia Martinez in her professional world of fitness modeling and personal training. Her family was proud of her success, as seen in this YouTube video the family gave us permission to use. 
whose family spent last weekend with her in Colleen. Her training partner grew worried Tuesday when she did not show up at the Metroplex gym they spent so many hours in. They just keep saying she might have been lifeless for days. Their worst fears were confirmed Wednesday night when police say 40-year-old Russell Neal walked into a Harris County Sheriff's Office station and said his wife was dead. Martinez was found at this West Side apartment with stab wounds and blunt force trauma. That was my sister, somebody. That was her sister. <laughs> that was our sister. Neal was a singer in the popular 1990s group High Five, originally from Waco. So the family of the victim says they were not actually married, but shared two sons now left behind three-year-old Raphael and five-year-old Diego, and paint a picture of a man with disrespectful behavior towards Martinez. He was abusive the whole time, and I keep telling my daughter, leave it alone, let it go. And a father who would charge her $40 to babysit his own children. Neil's family has the two boys, but the family made a visit to CPS this afternoon, <laughs> trying to get custody of the motherless boys, whose father now sits in jail. Are you seeing this? Just remember, you took a part of my life, part of my heart. And Neil made his first. Wow. Uh, I mean, you, you could hear it. I want you to hear the last part of that. And that's basically it. But once again. We're talking about senseless deaths that continue to happen in our society. And more and more, let me, and, and though we see cases where there are older people, and I keep saying that it doesn't discriminate by age or race or ethnicity or any of those things there, but we're seeing this abuse continue to happen at an alarming rate. And I'm telling you, until we sound the alarm, see, when we say that enough is enough, when we demand better of, of each other, then guess what? Then we can hold people accountable, perpetrators of abuse, who are cowards in the sense that they prey on those in their most vulnerable time, take their lives, and think nothing of it. We are better than that. I have to say it again. We are better than that. We have to be better than that. Erica three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us. That's how you reach us here tonight on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. Listen, we're at the top of the hour and um, I don't want a monologue today. I want a dialogue. And so I need you to call in tonight. I am interested in your opinion. I'm interested in your feedback. I'm interested in you that have had experiences where You've been trying to talk to your friend. Perhaps they didn't listen. Perhaps what you said didn't appeal to them. Perhaps it just simply didn't move them. But it doesn't have to be over with. Reach out to them. Let them know and assure them that you are there for them. Let them know that they did not deserve this. That's what we must do. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us. If you like to come on the air, just simply hit the number one on your keypad. We'll get you right on the air. Uh, this is J.R. Thickland, and I hope that you're taking this in account inside of what we're doing here. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is the number in which you can reach us today, and um, and that is the number that we continue to stand by and that we continue to look into because it is absolutely, absolutely important that we stand up and speak out. Um, and um, that's what we're going to talk about here in the last few minutes. Uh, last few minutes, we're going to come off the air. 
uh, and we're going to come off the air. Um, and we'll talk about this uh, again at a later time. But in the last few minutes, uh, I want to talk about our role, our responsibility. When we see these type of things happening, I want to call out to men. You know, all over social media, you're having all these challenges, the ice challenge, the grown and sexy challenge, the gospel challenge. The, I mean, there's more challenges than a little bit that is going on. But I want to call out and say my brothers, my sister keepers challenge. That challenge involves us standing up for those who might not have a voice at the time. That challenge involves us speaking out against atrocities and ills and, and things of that nature that compromises the life of an individual. That is what we're talking about, standing up and speaking out. As we're entering into the stretch, Jericho 323-784-9638, that is how you reach us here tonight on Hope and Healing, a Journey to Wholeness. And um, I'm going to take this last break for tonight, and we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you so very much for listening. Uh, I'll be right back right after the break. Listen to Hope and Healing, a Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, Dara Thickman. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. 323-784-9638 This is Thor. You give Jay a call right now. And now, back to the show.
Welcome back to Open Healing, our journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and we're so very glad that you join us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. And as we're in the final uh, final stretch of the show tonight, I just want to encourage you. There's help out there. We continue to post help lines and our hotlines on our page, uh, the National Domestic Violence uh, Hotline, uh, that's the number that you can call at any given time, the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And it's there on our pages there, but for those of you that may not have it, uh, it's 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-7233. That is the number that you can reach, and that number uh, anywhere nationally, it can direct you and put you in touch, touch with the right resources there. So I want to really encourage you to make that your business tonight. I want you to understand that uh, the travesty of domestic violence is reached an epidemic proportion. Truly, we are our brothers and our sisters' keeper. We're those that are responsible. We're those that have to oftentimes love those that may seem unlovable, embrace those who may seem I feel that they're not worth embracing. But we have a responsibility to be that light in a dark world. After all, can you be made an instrument of love, an instrument of peace? I would hope so. To be entrusted each and every day with the stewardship of living life, where life is productive, where life is beneficial, where life is love, is an honorable charge to each and every one of us. But the reality is, is how many of us will walk in it? How many of us will take it to that next level? Because it's at that next level of commitment, that next level of love, that next level of empowerment, that next level of engagement where we find our meaning and our purpose in this earth. Our charge is very simple. Reach out beyond yourself. And when you reach out beyond yourself, you'll find out there's somebody who needed your touch. Be willing to touch. Reach out and touch someone. But I charge you also, be also willing to be touched. Till next week, same time, same station, this is J.R. Thickland, and I'm going to bid you good night. Be safe.
no strength to fly, no tears to cry, even if I try, but still my